0: DeLuna Coffee, come explore our world of coffee, founded by the first family of Florida State Coffee and based in Pensacola, Florida. DeLuna Coffee is the driving passion of the Lemmicks family, Ed, his wife Courtney, and their son Brett. Their tailgating spot out front, the Unconquered statue is their own slice of paradise. But the real delight is DeLuna's blend of Kona, Maui, Kenya, Colombian, and Brazilian beans that they call their liquid gold brew. In fact, they called it paradise. Try it or one of their two dozen blends and get a discount when you use the promo code Warchant15. Visit DeLunaCoffee.com and check out their Facebook and Instagram.
1: From Tally to Cali, it's
0: time to wake up. Wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up,
1: wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this
0: is Wake Up Warchant presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. corner pocket.
1: Now here's Warchant.com's Aslan Hajivandi and
0: Corey Clark. What's up, everybody? We're live. It's Wake Up war presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill here on YouTube on Thursday night. This is your Friday podcast. And since we are live, we're also presented by our good friends, helped out by our friends over at DeLuna Coffee, DeLunaCoffee.com. Come explore our world of coffee. It really is. Board Chan 15, the promo code, saves you 15% off your order at DeLuna Coffee. It's almost winter.
1: It's about time for that hot cocoa, man.
0: That hot chocolate. It's about time for that or any of
1: these delicious brilliant well right there's a, the coffee's great but for people that don't drink coffee you still got some hot chocolate to look forward to now that we're getting to the uh, cold season that's right
0: what you got to look forward to on friday is a live show at the corner pocket bar and grill dubbed the happy hour it's with jeff cameron and Corey clark 5 30 to 6 30 over there at the corner pocket bar and grill cptallybar.com's a website if you want to check out the menu before you walk in there so you're Ready to rock. When you get in there, know your order. Sit down. Get a good spot. Hear Corey and Jeff talking about this upcoming game against Georgia Tech. And then maybe shake hands with Corey Clark. No eye contact, though. But afterwards, after 630. I'll be
1: honest with you. I'm kind of getting over. I hope I'm getting over a little bit of a cold. Um, Testing myself. I was negative. Um, Not that there was. I was just at my mom's. And I'm like, well, I'm here. She's got a free COVID test. Let me test. I was negative. Um, But so fist bump me. You don't just, you know, COVID, cold, flu. RV, whatever the other new one is, you don't want to get it. You don't want to catch it. For, so just fist bump people.
0: I hope that, I hope we've normalized, like, don't get other people sick. I don't like yeah. being sick. So yeah. I like it. I
1: About do think
0: me? that's the, uh, the one benefit from the last
1: two years is like when people are sick and they show up to work, they get It's not like, oh man, look at this. Look at this guy or gal. She really cares. She's, she shows up even when she's sick. No, get out of here. Get out of here. So I think that that has been a, a benefit of the last uh, two and a half years.
0: We say that as two dudes who don't go into an office. We work from correct. Home yeah,
1: late. look, this is my office. Nobody's here. Somehow I got sick.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, Florida State plays Georgia Tech noon Saturday. Doe Campbell Stadium, ACC Network. Come hang out with us at the Hotel Indigo. Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang will be doing War Chant Game Day, which is presented by Zaxby's 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. One hour pregame show because of the early kickoff. And then the watch along with Dominic Robinson and myself starts at noon, which is when the game starts. And then the second half will be Tom and Dom. And that goes to the post game show with Gene Williams and Tom Lane. Taking your phone calls, comments, all that right here on YouTube. If you want to get ready for the game, thanks for being here. Listen to the rest of the show, but also the war chair report us up as well as the matchup analysis that Austin Cox bangs out. It's crazy how many words he writes every single week on these games. Mm. Bless his heart. Gator Kirk says, last regular season soccer game tonight, 7 o'clock. Hit the thumbs up. Beat the Deeks. Go Knowles. Yep, and then they start. I guess the ACC tournament would be
1: maybe this weekend or next weekend. I don't know. I don't know if what the uh, – probably next weekend. And then the uh, men's basketball team has their first exhibition game tonight against uh, Newberry College, maybe. And then their home opener or the season opener is November 7th against
0: Stetson. And we're here. Like, we're here. It's crazy how close you are to everything, man. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the uh, schedule for soccer. Yeah, it starts Sunday, October 30th, campus sites. And then there's quarterfinals and semifinals okay. on All the right. third of no, Thursday, November 3rd, and then Sunday, November 6th, the finals. So, wow, it's a nice hearty rest you have between your semifinal and your final, two whole days. Yeah. Resting up, these young kids. All right, let's take some questions for the folks here on YouTube. Our guy, uh, Michael. Who's got, I think Iwo Jima looks like the Avatar. Looks like Iwo Jima.
1: Yeah. It was a stage photograph, by the way. Yeah. But they had done it originally. The guy didn't get it because, you know, they're in a war. And so he
0: asked them to do it again later, and they did. Aslan, Corey Clark, curious about your thoughts on Chris Winkie. Oh, there goes Corey. We can hear you, though, Corey, so you're fine. Can't see Corey, which bums everybody out. How about now? Can you see Clark. me now? Good. All right, Corey good. Clark is back. Chris Winkie has an offensive coordinator hire maybe somewhere down the line. What would your thoughts be on that? I mean, I would say at this point,
1: this, you know, again, um, he's the quarterback coach of a team that's 125th, 124th in the country in scoring offense. So he's got to do a little more, but you know he knows football. Um, and uh, will he doesn't have a lot of groceries to, to cook with this year, clearly. That's not a lot of uh, great stuff going on on that roster. But he'll he would certainly have to prove more. I mean, it'd be awesome if he was good. And I I assume he could be, but there's not enough on the resume right now to maybe say uh, yeah, he's definitely gonna be a good OC in the future for Florida State.
0: Yeah, I wonder like how how he does find the way back up on the upshot because I mean he's gradually every spot he's been at has been a little bit less prestigious, if you will. I mean, he was quarterback's coach for the Los Angeles Rams. I think they were Los Angeles Rams at that point. And then yeah. when that staff got fired, I think he went to uh, the Nick Saban Rehabilitation School for college coaches or any kind of coach. Lands with Tennessee, you know, Tennessee SEC school. You know, a little bit more money to probably play with within Georgia Tech. Uh, that doesn't work out. Now he's at Georgia Tech, and that's probably. I mean, I don't know. I mean, even if Brent Key holds on to the job, does he retain anybody on that offense? You see the numbers on your screen if you're watching us live. If you're listening to the podcast, as Corey mentioned, I mean, they're just rough. They're averaging 16 points per game. That's 125th in the country out of 131 teams. Uh, they're averaging just a little bit over 300 yards a game. That's 118th in the country. Uh, fourth down percentage, 130. They're only converting on 20% of their fourth down conversions. Just And then not- look at them. Turnover margin, they're fourth in the country.
1: Mm. That's crazy. I, I bet you if you went in turnover margin the teams that are in the top 10, none of them have a losing record except for Georgia Tech. I mean, that's crazy to have that good a turnover more margin where you're averaging one and a half more turnovers per game than you're giving up or creating more turnovers, and you're still this bad scoring the ball. You would be incorrect, Corey. Oh, okay. I thought turnover margin was usually a good indicator yards. of if you're having a good season or not.
0: Yards, baby. I actually don't know if it's yards or points, but Cal is three and four, their fifth. Oh, okay. Uh, Middle Tennessee State's three and four. They're ninth. Nevada's tied with them for ninth. They're two and six. So a couple so, other losing teams. Whatever
1: I right. just said, I meant the opposite of it. That it's normal for a team with a high turnover margin to to not have a winning record. Yeah.
0: Well, there's a good team. I mean, Wake Forest is also tied for ninth. TCU sixteenth. Syracuse is tied for sixteenth. So look at that net punting mm. for Georgia Tech. One hundred and thirtieth.
1: They're averaging well, 31.3 yards per kick. I know some of like five of them have been blocked, right?
0: That hasn't helped, but holy moly. Cannot confirm that. Uh, unsure. Unsure about that. So yeah, I don't I don't know what Chris. I don't know, I really don't know where Chris Winkie goes from here. Uh be really kind of curious to see what what happens for yeah. him. Um, maybe he goes runs it back in IMG. Gets them. Be nice to have a old down there, like maybe
1: funneling some of those kids to uh to Tallahassee, right? You look at So when you go and look at the recruiting rankings now in the state of Florida on on ON3 or any of these sites, but go to ON3, like, I don't know, man, out of the top 50 kids, probably 14 of them are IMG kids. And you're like, man, why can't Florida State land any of these IMG kids, like any of these top players from the state of Florida? Well, you know, 10 of the kids aren't even really from Florida. They're just there, uh, you know, to, to play football at IMGs. You know what I'm saying? Like, there'll be a kid from... I don't know, California, that's at IMG, or there'll be a kid from Arkansas that's at IMG.
0: Hmm.
1: Well, there's one from Bradenton. Keep going down. Well, me, Des-
0: they say IMG. That's where Bradenton's located. I don't know if Francis Maugua is. Oh, close. yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. So where is yeah. he really? Where, see, So Desmond Ricks is from Chester Peak, Virginia, but he plays at IMG Academy. Yeah. So it's not like you lost a Florida kid to Alabama. You lost a Virginia kid to Alabama. You lost a St. Louis kid. Well, I guess it's between Georgia and Miami. Uh, the, for IMG. So, you know, you know what I mean? Like you look at these Florida kids and you're like, golly, Florida state's just terrible in the state of Florida. But you know, there's another IMG kid that's from Chicago that's going to Ohio state. So you didn't really lose a, a Florida kid to another school. Yeah,
0: You did lose Raylan
1: Wilson from Lincoln. That's That's near Florida state, I think, (laughs) but he's going to Georgia. How about Jordan Wayne from IMG from Tacoma, Washington, good grief.
0: And he's going to go to Miami from there. Apparently. We'll
1: see. We'll see, won't we?
0: Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of use, man. Look at that. I mean, the 15th uh, rated recruit in the state, the 13th rated recruit in the state. Um, I think one up to here, the second. They ha- uh, hey, they haven't signed yet, buddy. Yeah, you're right. right. They you're haven't
1: right. signed yet. Let's see what well, happens.
0: I, that's what I'm just trying to say. I wonder how much more if this snowballs on them, which there's every indication it will how much of that opens up the door to a place like IMG for a person like Mike Norvell for a program.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will say this when you look again, and we've talked about this, when you look at those that that top 10 or top 20 in the state of Florida, it is not a good look that Florida state's one of them. Like you do need to go lock down this state a little more than you're, than you're currently doing. Hmm. Like, you know, if you go down the list, Florida state has Hakeem Williams. Clearly we know him. Seventh best state player in the state of Florida. And then, how far do you have to go down so you get another Florida kid, Florida State? Twenty fifth. Yeah, man, it's not 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 a great look. You, you the, the part of the selling point of this program is you are in a fertile area with a lot of talent in this state. You need to be better than hitting four percent of the top, or no, what would that be? Eight percent of the top twenty five players in the state of Florida. Mm. Again, though, I just said it. Look at all the IMG kids that are from like Oregon and. Washington they don't really count Chicago
0: but they're but the, the guys from Portland but he's committed to Miami that's that's the bummer is that these guys are from out out of the state they're going IMG but they're going to stay in state but they're looking at Florida and, and Miami which is
1: hey Aslan you know what it's a fair counterpoint buddy I agree with you
0: Norvell needs to get it together uh, I'm not saying that necessarily uh Maximus 1318 do the men have a soccer team no not here not Florida State no, no. There aren't many in the ACC
1: that do. Maybe four or five. Um, that's a Title IX thing. You gotta. You're trying to make up scholarships
0: on the female side. Tifton Seminole. Will they have Winston Wright returning kicks when he gets fully healthy. I would not think so. I would think the
1: best chance to see him returning kicks would be next year, um, assuming he's here. Um, I would not think when he's been off for you know whatever it's been, and and it's coming off that kind of serious accident that. And also, you 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 like what you have when those other guys are healthy. I don't think you
0: throw him in there. Yeah. But he's constantly out there. I and mean, one of the things that we do see out of him pretty much every day when we're at practice is him returning kicks. Now, they're not live. He's just basically fielding it and then kind of bursting as much as he possibly can for about 10, 15 yards. But, um, I mean, he's working on his hands, his eye hand-eye coordination yeah, when it comes to returning kicks. But I, I think what Corey said is uh, pretty salient. I think they like what they already have. So I don't think they'll try to upset the apple cart there. Maximus thirteen eighteen is back and says that Winkie's the greatest twenty six year old to start for a college football team. There, I said it. Correct. Uh, you know Stetson
1: Bennett is twenty five. Really? Did you know that? Yeah. you yeah.
0: know that? yeah. I think it wasn't
1: Winkie twenty eight when he uh when he won the Heisman or am I always getting that wrong? Was he twenty six? Look it up. He was six years out removed from high school when he. Yeah, he's probably nineteen seventy
0: two, as he was born in July of seventy two. So okay, yeah. so yeah, he was twenty. He was twenty eight. Yeah. That's crazy. Good for him. Brandon Whedon might want a word uh, yeah. with him, but let see. Brandon Whedon was born in 83. He played till 2006. So, two, yeah, so, yeah, he was only 20. Oh, wow. I thought he was a lot older than that, Brandon Whedon. I thought he uh, – that's crazy. Um, oh, after pursuing a baseball career from 2002 to 2006, he then enrolled yeah. to play college football at uh, Oklahoma State. So, yeah, man, Wink's got that, man. Wink, dog. A great story by the way, but a great anecdote about him basically being told not to come to Florida State by uh, Mark Rick, which
1: because of oh. Drew, Drew F and Henson. Yeah. Like, imagine that. Like Florida State would have got Drew Henson instead of Chris Winky. Maybe Drew Henson has a better career if that happens, but he ended up going to Michigan and uh Florida State uh ended up doing all right with the Winky signing. But he um, wasn't even supposed to play, he was Kendra's backup, but then Kendra got his knee blown out.
0: I'm not gassing, I'm just reading what's on the screen, Chad. I'm not I'm not pumping up the uh, the you just it's interesting. Uh, Chad wonders, old Hornswoggle for quarterback coach. If Tony Tokars gets poached, oh no,
1: no. what about course. smag? Isn't smag? Well, no, he's a Jimbo's uh, he's a Jimbo coach right now, and he is a yeah. he's a he's an analyst for the Aggies. And they're not, I don't know that many people are going to be poached off that offensive staff. Yeah, it didn't work out for Winky, like he leaves Tennessee and they become this juggernaut. He left the Rams, and then they, I think they went to a Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl. And now he's maybe Georgia Tech's about to catch fire after he leaves. Um, I can't imagine he'll be retained just because whoever comes in is going to want their own guy. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a rough. Nobody's really feeling too sorry for Chris Winkie of all people. But it's uh, it's it's a little bit of bad luck and bad timing for him uh, the last five years or
0: so. Looked up Alex Hornibrook on LinkedIn. Uh, his header is the Wisconsin School of Business. So I'm assuming, assuming it's that Alex Hornibrook, uh, but no, no job listed. Says he's currently in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So, oh, wonder what he's doing. Maybe he's coaching with the Eagles. Yeah, maybe we can get him off the sofa. See what he wants to do here. So, um, Michael's back. Looking at the War Chant videos from 10 to 11 years ago today. War Chant aging like fine wine, gentlemen. Keep it up.
1: Amen. Amen. There we go.
0: Where's the juice? It's been a slow show. Let's pick it up. Ray's here. Ray Pereira, everybody. Give it up one time. Give it up one time. What? What? Sweet, sweet Ray Pereira. Bagman Ray. Bagman Pereira. Currency Ray. Dollar, dollar, Bill Pereira. Where's the juice? Greetings, Aslan and Corey. Thank you, Ray. Just, again, thank you, man. I'm going to... One of the days, I'm just going to make a compilation of just Corey and I saying thank you every single Mm. time you've done this. All of our pillars. We appreciate it. Yeah, that's a good idea, Aslan. You should do that. You should do
1: it. You should do it. And then every time one of the pillars does donate, you just play that.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Then we don't have to be bothered with actually thanking them anymore. (laughs) Just kidding, Ray. You know you're the man. Thank you,
0: buddy. Maybe I'll do it for Valentine's Day. Show my love. Mm. Deuce Span was fairly active during the LSU game, but it seems not much afterwards as he banged up going old. I mean, he's out there. Uh, what, what's what's
1: interesting to me is that, you know, he, if you look at his snaps, we did it, uh, Aslan looked it up last week, I think. I mean, he, he's on the field for 25 or so snaps, it feels like. But in the LSU game, I don't think he was on the field as much as we think he was. They just made an effort to get him the ball uh, with, with you know, passes and swing passes or the, the end of rounds. And they have just completely gone away from that. And no, I mean, he's if he's banged up, he's still he's not banged up enough that he can't play, but he has just not been a part of uh, what they're trying to do
0: at all. Well, we see him in practice every day, and he's out there running around like a gazelle, fast. Uh, snap counts up on the screen right here. 31 against Duquesne, 26 against LSU. A uh, little bit of a gap there, didn't play in the Louisville game or just didn't get any run. Boston College, 15 snaps. Wake Forest, 18, 13 against NC State, and the 28 against Clemson. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking about that at practice. Actually, I mentioned on the show the other day just about the fact that yeah, he's like running with the, you know, he's kind of like your second unit, if you will. Uh, but he's a guy that definitely has talent. And he, we saw him kind of get nicked up in practice, nothing major. But I think it was one of those times where Corey came on one of our shows and was talking about how he hates seeing guys hitting the floor, hitting the ground yeah. at practice. And he was, he got caught up in those one time, uh, missed a couple periods or what have you. But um, we've never seen him in green. Uh, it might just be trying to learn and, and, you know, find a little bit of footing here playing receiver. Right? I don't, maybe, maybe they've given him too much to chew on. We'll, we'll, we can ask definitely Mike Norvell that next time we get him, maybe on Monday. Because, I mean, at least in Illinois, they just, they figured out a way to be like, all right, man, go deep, run deep, man. But maybe,
1: well, I mean, he only had five catches, deep. but five catches for like 140 yards. I, I am surprised sure? that, um, they have not, I, I don't know that they, they've thrown one deep ball to him the whole season. Yeah. Um, I that that to me is a bit of a surprise. Um, but yeah, they they just haven't. No, uh, they haven't even really tried to 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 get him involved. And I thought the way he looked in August and the way they used him against LSU, I thought he was going to be a big part of their plans moving forward. And it just has not happened. Now, he did I I do think he got he got banged up. He got hurt either during the Louisville game or right before it. Didn't play the Louisville game. So I think that when that happened, um you know, that put him that that put him behind. And then he obviously hasn't caught up. I mean, he's been thrown to twice since the LSU game.
0: Hmm. We'll keep an eye on it, Ray. This is a good a good salve, as Corey would say, a good elixir, Georgia Tech. So let's see if we can get him involved. You love ball and you love picking winners. You do it all the time. Why not get paid? Combine those two passions. You can do that over at My Bookie. MyBookie.ag, biggest online selection of odds and contests for all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. And if you use the promo code WARCHANT, your first deposit will be matched instantly, dollar for dollar. And if you sign up between now and Halloween, you will get 31 free spins in the MyBookie Casino. And they also got the Moneybag game going. Moneybag, a -a one-of-a-kind opportunity to spin for crazy odds on props, futures, place a bet, spin the wheel, and get ready to score epic odds. Reminder, Corey and I doing our heads-up competition. Each week, we're going to pick three games. Corey picked Louisville and Wake Forest. He's got Wake Forest minus four. I also took that contest as well. He's got Ohio State minus 15 against Penn State. He's going to take Penn State uh, to cover and keep it close, as well as Virginia catching two at home against Miami. My other two games, I've got Nebraska covering against Illinois. I could have sworn when I picked it, it was 15 points. Now it's like seven and a half. We'll have to go to the... uh, We'll have to go to the transcript and see what happened. And then uh, Michigan State at Michigan. Man, my boy Harbaugh favored by 22 and a half against my other guy, Mel Tucker. He was not really my guy. I'm just picking this one almost to kind of spite people. They're like, hey, Aslan, as you don't talk about Mel Tucker anymore. Huh? What happened with Mel Tucker? Uh, which, yeah, I guess, you know, Florida State's having a better year than Michigan State right now. But, you know, last year, Michigan State went to a near-six bowl. Florida State didn't go to a bowl game. But, I got you know, whatever. No one, no one could have won more than one game last year at Florida State, but Mike Norvell, uh, force of nature willed us to five wins. Shout out, Mike. So those are our picks. We'll see how it goes. You make your picks. You make your winners. Let us know what you think. Go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Warchant. Uh, Kevin Hickson asks if Jordan Travis leaves and then we just go get DJ from the portal because Dabo is slowly pushing him to the backup seems like uh, an incomplete thought um
1: well he's saying that go get DJ because he's not going to be the starter next year he'd, he'd and he'd want to stick it to Dabo because he's not going to hang around to be a backup um yeah maybe maybe I I maybe I just have the the Syracuse game too much on my mind. That you know he has had a nice season, so but I'm just thinking about that Syracuse game and how bad he was, and then you know all the some other times I've seen him where he's been pretty bad, and I want to say, well, you could go do better than that in the portal, but maybe you couldn't, man. I mean, the guy the guy wins games and he's he's not terrible and he's he he's he does some work with his legs, which this offense needs. So I don't know, maybe.
0: Let's keep it with the quarterbacks. Michael's back. He's running the show tonight for everybody. Who would go higher in the draft, Jordan Travis, Stetson Bennett?
1: Uh, Travis. Neither one of them are going to be. It's, this isn't a Mariota Winston type question, um, but yeah, neither one of them are going to be drafted very high. But I would say, I would say Jordan Travis. I like. I mean, I like the way Stetson Bennett throws the ball. He's kind of got that gunslinger mentality, and he's got a strong arm. But he's, I mean, he might be five eleven, um, and he just, you know, I, I don't think those measurables are going to get him drafted. That's why he's still at Georgia,
0: I would think. You know, there's like, um, remember the Goonies, you know, the Wishing Well? Yeah. McWish. Wish. Let's go, James B.
1: Where'd that come from? Holy moly.
0: No. Oh, he wants five and oh, so he's like, here's 200. <laughs> what? If they go five and zero, everybody. Thank you notes go to James B. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, there's going to be some stuff going on if they go 5-0. and Warchant's going to be the place to be after they beat Florida. We're going to have all kinds of crazy content if they finish this up 5-0. and
0: I think we talked about on the War chant report, Corey, and you, know, you were saying that if they don't look good against Georgia Tech, that would be a bad sign. So if they end up looking really good and impressive against Georgia Tech, which I think most of us are anticipating, you're going to give them credit for that and think that'll that'll kind of buoy some of your thoughts. I mean, it's been a while since we won a game. This game yeah. is uh, in your, I mean, it's right in your hands. I mean, this game, everything is setting up for you to have a not only a win, but an impressive win, and I know style points don't matter, but, man, it'd be nice to, to see this offense click on multiple drives the way they do on those opening drives of the game, and I think maybe that will give enough confidence that uh, it'll just keep rolling because the game after that is not, it's a rivalry game. We get it, but it's a team that's lost to Duke and yeah. lost to Middle Tennessee State. And as you joked about on the War Chant Report, one of the teams that couldn't score enough points to beat Texas A and M. So yeah, that's
1: right, that's right. Uh, scored nine points. I think held A and M to seventeen though. Held A and M to
0: seventeen, which was good. I think as fans, they just fancy to see one go through the basket. You know, they see to see one go through the basket again, just to, to remember what it feels like
1: to to have a a fun Saturday where you won a game. And you can feel good about it. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I think it, it, that goes a long way with the players too. Just remember what a win feels like. Remember, you know that you're supposed to be breaking a rock in the locker room and all that stuff. Like that, all that does matter just to feel good about yourself again. Hey, James, thank you, man. James, you're the best, buddy. I hope I get to see you on a uh, um, on Saturday. Probably maybe you'll come over Friday. I don't know. Maybe you'll come over Friday since the game's a noon game. Maybe you're staying in town. So come over to come over to the happy hour on Friday, James B. He's right there on the pillar. He is
0: right there. Let's go to Kyle. Charlotte used to be Colorado. Is it more likely? Corey's like I don't want to talk about this. Why are you putting this question on the screen, long Kyle wonders: Is it more likely that Mike Norvell is the guy, or the guy before the guy? Um, I get the question.
1: I, I like the question. Um, I understand where it's coming from, and I was thinking about this today, Aslan. I, I like a lot of about Mike Norvell, I really do, um, and I'm an old man, so I get it. This is something that I should just not even say. But has there ever been a national championship head coach that does this every third down? I cash just down. focus cash down. I don't. I, I there's something about it that bothers me because you don't see Dabo or Jimbo or Lincoln Riley. Are these really good coaches do that kind of stuff? Jimbo, I say Nick Kirby? Did I say Jimbo? You said Jimbo. Oh, no. Coming back home, I I love it, Corey. I thought I said Saban. I meant to say Saban. Absolutely. Yeah, why doesn't – I want Norvell to have like a 12-page play sheet just fumble and papers on the ground. Yeah, just looking at stuff. Sorry, I did not mean Jimbo. I mean Dabo and Saban. I think when I say Dabo, Jimbo comes to the mind. Um, So you just don't – So I wonder, I think best case scenario is he's the guy, right? I think, obviously, I think worst case scenario is he's the guy that sets this place up for the next person to come in and maybe uptick in talent and bring this thing back to prominence because he has done a lot of the legwork to get this program relevant again. It's not relevant yet, but he's done so much legwork and he's made this a real program with a real foundation that if he doesn't end up being a guy that can win 10 games a year and and ends up moving on, at least you've got some nuts and bolts that you feel good about because you did not at all uh, after the, uh, in late 2019, it was a, uh, it was a sinking ship. So at least he's, he's got it, you know, Tied to the dock. You don't do that with ships, do you? What, moored? What do you do with ships? Yeah, you moor why, Yeah, yeah right. that works. I don't think block. ships get tied to docks. It's not like a boat. Well, it's, it's not like a fishing boat.
0: Well, I mean, you know, like uh, the wharf.
1: Yeah, there you know, go. Yeah, way. he's got the ship into the wharf. There you go.
0: Um. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's one of those things where you see so much good. I mean, the good outweighs the bad, I think, by far. Uh, you know, the way they look at moments in these games early on, man, it's impressive. Uh, you, you know, I I don't hearken back to Kendall Browse. I'm like, well, you know, Kendall Browse look really good. They look really good in 2019, the first half of those first four or five games. But then they would always let it slip away. And we yeah, got really, really upset about that. But the fact that he was able to evaluate a lot of this talent again, that 2020 class was really rough. Yeah, you were really behind the the eight ball. And then on top of that, 2021, you got a COVID year thrown there. Now I'm not Mr. COVID when it comes to. Using that as, you know, we're going to give you a clean slate on stuff, but you couldn't evaluate that class all that great either. I thought you went for that as Halloween one year, <laughs> Mister COVID. It's COVID. Hey,
1: maybe it's this year. Maybe it's superhero. This year. But um, fair point about Dabo. I, I would say that again. It, it to me, it's not like I, I don't like this necessarily as much as it just seems gimmicky. In it every is. Uh, every Jeff uh, Collins, did, Jeff Collins in Florida, and we mocked them for it. But in but the point is about Mike Norvell in particular is nothing else about this program is gimmicky at all. It is all built on hard work and um you know, just an attention to detail. And it it really has built up a foundation of nuts and bolts and guts and all that stuff you want in a program to to rise up. And it's just a little too gimmicky for me. But I admittedly I'm an old dude. I maybe the maybe the players love it, maybe they're not rolling their eyes and they really like their head coach doing that.
0: But it, I'm trying to finish the point here, which I no, no, you're fine. Just that, that's what makes it so difficult, man. You know, it wasn't fun with Willie obviously, but like we knew, like it was clear that just wasn't going to work. Like we haven't hit that point. And I don't know if he loses to Miami and goes, say if he loses Syracuse and Miami goes three and two, I think we've talked about, you got to go four and one. Like, I don't even, you're not going to feel great. Obviously they lose to Miami, but I don't know if that's enough to be like, all right, man, it's over. But then you you don't want to get into this sort of moment, this mode where you're like, all right, we'll we'll give him more time. Because, again, there's a standard here. You have to meet it. I know that what he inherited was not nearly close to what the standard is here. But, man, you've got to be able to to kickstart things against competition that's on your level. You've got to win those games that matter um, and and show it's because of the players. But, I
1: mean, I think think we think he will. I think he's got this program set up now where – Like I said the other day, I think you can make an argument they're the third best program in the conference, third best team in the conference. We'll see. We'll see how they handle Syracuse, but they're the third or fourth best team in the conference. Two years ago, they were maybe the 13th or 14th best. As awful as that is to hear as a Florida State fan, it's the truth. Duke was the only team they could have beaten at the end of that year. Duke, that's it. There's nobody else in the conference that they would have a chance to beat. Duke, They came with like 40 players. So that's where they've come from. So you 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 do like that. It's just now we're past the point of okay, they've gotten they've gotten to this level they can compete. Now you got to go, you know, win games. But he has he has raised the floor considerably.
0: Let's go to our guy down in Naples, man. It's uh it's Mark
1: Dollar Dollar Bills, y'all.
0: What up, Mark? He says wake up in all caps. Wake up. Thank you, Mark. Now to your question, what is the higher number—number number of turnovers that FSU forces on Saturday, or the number of vodka mios Corey could have had with Dan Mullen before he'd have to shut it down? Go, Knowles. Forty-one to thirteen. All right, Mark. I see. I see
1: what you're doing there. Uh, thank you, buddy. Thank you very much for uh, for the for the for the donation. That's very very kind of you. Hope yeah. things are going well down there.
0: We call, it, we call it the tip. Temporary.
1: Tip. That's what I meant. Tip. Tip. Tip your waitresses. Uh, so thank you very much, man. I obviously the answer is uh vodka meos, or is he saying that I can't handle my vodka or that I couldn't hang out with Dan
0: Mullen? The latter, yeah. You would you, you're so anti Dan Mullen, you couldn't
1: hang out. Ab- oh, then, yes, absolutely. The turnovers, I got you. I misread, I misunderstood the question. Yeah, no, I, I would not be with Dan Mullen for more than one half of one drink. How could you? Unless maybe he's good about talking ball, like just he'd be really interesting talking about like. Concepts, maybe, or what it was like to coach Tebow and uh, you know Aaron Hernandez. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he has some stories like that that could keep me
0: entertained. But otherwise, what a weirdo! When he has his visor on, he's he's the different dude. He's not very fun to talk with. Uh, he lives in a different world. He talks down to you. He's very condescending. But there was a couple of times where he would come to Jackson for like fundraisers. And he had the visor. He's not, he's not, but he's a different dude. And he's like, all right, man, you, you're all right. Can't you be like this more often, Dan? But he always kind of kept this facade up when it came to dealing with the with the media. I'm going to reach out to ESPN PR. I'm going to see if we get Dan on the show mm. at some point this season. See no, how it goes.
1: We, we don't want that. I'd rather have uh what's his name? McIlwain. Uh, no, McIlwain to talk about the, the shark. That's not true. I it know, but still, I don't slander. I would, I would talk about like how ho- horribly he handled it. Like, man, you could have had fun with it, you. It, but no, you talked about how it was destroying your family. It's like, come on, man. It's just a big fat dude that kind of looks like you posing with a dead shark. Can, can't we just laugh? But didn't happen.
0: Yeah, Mark says forty-one thirteen. That'd be great. I'd like that.
1: That would be great. That would be good news.
0: I don't want people be like, well, man, they average 16. Why are they scoring 13? That's not good. Could you imagine if they hang, if it's like Florida State wins 35-24?
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I could, but that wouldn't be good news. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: know. People like, ah, get rid of this guy. And somebody in the comments the other day was like, we can't get rid of Adam Fuller until his offense hits their potential. Look at Tennessee, which that was the point we were trying to make on the show the other day. So sometimes we're we're on the same page, listener. Mm-hmm. We're on the same page. Thank you again, Mark. You're awesome, man. Uh, this guy doesn't get any respect. Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. Timmy D. Timmy D in the house. Timothy Dangerfield. Real true name. Actually, Timothy Dangerfield, everybody. 50 Bones. Thank you, Timothy. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Hello from Tennessee. No question. Had surgery on my broken ankle, so should be good for the Florida game. And hopefully meeting you guys. I feel FSU will go 4-1 and one for these five games. My prediction for Saturday is 38-12. Go okay. Do we know how he broke his ankle? I don't think so. Timothy, if you want to let us know, maybe kicking life's rear end, you know, just probably, probably maybe
1: helping somebody out of a burning house or something. It could be, it could be like a heroic uh, endeavor that he did, but Timothy, we really appreciate it, man. Thank you very much uh, for the tip slash. Well, just the tip. We don't call it anything else. Um, 38 to 12. Again, that'd be great. You're talking about covering the spread. And I think uh, four and one to me seems the most likely. I think you're going to slip up one of these games um, because you're not good enough not to, but anything less than that, you're going to be, you're going to be rightfully upset, unhappy, displeased with how the season finished.
0: Garnet gold, and glory. If we go five and Oh, I'll completely forget about the last three. I'll never forget
1: about NC state. I think that's going to hang with me like the 12 game. Um, not as devastating because of the, the stakes weren't nearly as high, but, um, you just blew that stupid game and it just, I was there. So I did. I, anyway, I just, I, you blew that stupid game. You had no business losing that game, but I think Garnet Golden Glory is onto something there. I think if you finish five and zero, oh, it does become a distant memory. It's maybe not completely out of the, the view and the rear view, but it's really, really far back there. Um, because a five and zero finish, when you're nine and three, and you have a chance to go ten and three, nobody's going to be upset about this season. Everybody will be sky high about what Mike Norvell is building, despite the uh, the lumps you took there in the middle of the season.
0: I understand being disappointed anytime you lose three games at a place like Florida State. I just these games weren't grossly mismanaged. You know the NC State game to a certain degree, perhaps. You know. Yeah. The, We don't know what we're going to do with our kicker. We're throwing the ball with too much time left on the clock. We got timeouts. We can figure this out. Let's call a better play. Let's get into a better mindset. But listen, man, Wick was just better. Clemson, uh, that night, I think they really came in, totally dialed in. They wanted to make a statement against Florida State, and they did for, you know, three quarters. Um, I I don't remember, you know, again, the fourth down play call. I don't know if the first read was a Johnny Wilson, 26 yards down the field, or if it was Lawrence Soafili three yards down the field. But. You know, if you're not going to blame it on the coach, I guess you could say the quarterback mismanaged that play. But I, I just don't. These three losses, as you know, unfortunate as they've been, they just they don't feel like other than the NC State game that you you squandered it, that you snatched you know defeat out of the jaws of victory. I think the other teams just they played cleaner and better.
1: They're I think what's, I think what's disappointing though, if you're a Florida State fan watching those the the Wake and the Clemson game, is how many other teams this season like capable teams. Have Wake and Clemson gone on twenty-eight nothing runs against? Like Wake went, Wake scored twenty-eight straight points in that game. They weren't unanswered, folks, because Florida State did end up scoring after the twenty-eight nothing run. But they gave up twenty-eight straight points in a game, and then gave up twenty-seven straight points in another game. That to me is what's the most concerning about those three losses. Um, You gave up sixteen straight to close it out against NC State. You gave up twenty-eight to Wake and twenty-seven to Clemson. Those are that's inexcusable. When the talent isn't um, that disparate, you, you, you've got, you know, Wake and, Wake and Clemson are better teams than the you. They're not that much better than they should go on 28 nothing runs in your stadium. And I can understand as a Florida State fan, you're like, what's, what, what is this coaching staff doing to stop these runs? They have to stop happening. That's all. All
0: right. Fair enough. Fair enough. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. Guys, this is a very special occasion. The Godfather himself has been kind enough to grace us with his presence. The Godfather. This is his damn house. He lives there. He sleeps 20 feet away. It's Ed Lemmicks from Delunacoffee.com. It hits your
1: lips. It's so good.
0: Go to Delunacoffee.com. Use the promo code warchan 15 to save 15% off your order. Uh, we recommend going to Delunacoffee.com. And then up top, hitting, you know, shop, gifts. Mm. Go for the bundles. Get some yep, cocoa. Christmas is
1: coming up, too, in a couple months, gang. Just throwing that out there. It's a good Christmas present. You
0: keep the tumbler and the cocoa for yourself, and then you put the coffee as a stocking stuffer, maybe give it to the boss around the office. Multi-purpose. Check it all out, delunacoffee.com. Ed, uh, speaking of Christmas, it's almost like a Christmassy photo. Nope, it's daylight. Or is that a Christmas tree behind him, a bright Christmas I can't tree? can't tell. It could be a very bright Christmas tree. I don't know. It could just be his wife, Courtney, being very radiant. Who knows? Right. Who
1: knows? <laughs> Yeah.
0: He says, "I see the pillars and the, the lunatics are in the house." Confirmed. Ed also pillar. Let's go five and zero. It would send FSU's momentum through the roof. Absolutely, man. If they they if they close it out five and zero, six and zero, win a bowl game. Um, my goodness. It would be, cool, would be cool, man. Cool. It's something.
1: It, it's something this program needs. Honestly, I mean, it'd be cool to be eight and four after coming off another bowl less season. But man, nine and three, five and zero to to finish up a regular season with wins over both your rivals—that is momentum. That's real momentum. That's momentum that you can build upon. It's not. There's nothing fake about it. Um, And you, I think everybody, you know, obviously the fans would be on board, but the players would be on board. Man, the portal kids would be on board. That all those kids at IMG that apparently want to go to every other school in the country but Florida State might start thinking twice about Florida State if uh, if you start winning, if you finish with a five game winning streak.
0: Thanks, Ed. Appreciate it. Thank you you very much,
1: Ed. You're the man. You know that. Come over one of these days. Yeah, man. Nine and three. We might go to
0: Tampa, too. That'd be pretty sweet. Amen. Um, Go to Mons. Look look at our guy, Eric Angel. He's already booked uh, his hotel in San Diego. The Doubletree Hilton for three nights for the Holiday Bowl. He's got free cancellation, though,
1: thankfully. Nice. Just in case. They don't go to that bowl. Nice, Eric. Way to think ahead, buddy. Way to think ahead. I, I, I would suggest all you guys do that. Just start, just start booking hotel rooms all over the, this great country of ours. New York, I don't know though, man. New York. If they go to the Pinstripe Bowl, that's that. that you it doesn't matter if you book now. It's still going to be ridiculous
0: pricing. AJ Gold says a Coreyism, Clarkism is how we we refer to them as AJ. Uh, you're allowed to win the rest of your games. They are correct. Yeah. Correct. You are. You, I, I Look, guys, AJ, you in
1: particular. I feel like I've seen a lot of teams in my life win five games to close out a season. I've seen it, Aslan. I've seen it with my own eyes, especially against a schedule like this. I think you, you, it can happen. It can happen. You can actually win, go on a
0: winning streak. Winning streaks do exist. Uh, Pillars, James B. and Ray Pereira celebrating the uh, level of character player that Mike Norvell has brought into the program compared to what's going on at Texas A&M and the type of players they're bringing in. So we know for a fit officially that, uh,
1: that those kids were smoking weed in the locker room. I know that's what's being said and that's the rumor, but it's been all, it's all over YouTube and all over their message boards that it was, it was those three freshmen after losing that game to South Carolina. were just smoking weed in the locker room. Well Do
0: they have medicinal cards? Could they, could they probably,
1: I would assume that's what it was. Yeah. When they lose, they get really depressed and have to smoke. It's their doctor said, what Um, do you want to
0: get high after you lost to Shane Beamer in South Carolina?
1: Absolutely. So, but uh, to that point, look, man, it is great to have high character kids. Clearly Um, you, you would rather have a three-star kid that believes and will play hard than a five-star kid that's entitled and won't. But you can't win what Florida State needs to is trying to win with three star players. And I don't think Norvell's trying to do that. I think he had to do that because of, you know, the, where Florida State was. But as this program gets built, well, now go find some four and five-star characters with high character. Though they're out there too. Um, you know, I think Rashad Green had some high character. He was a high four-star kid. Go get those guys. Timmy Jernigan seemed like a good kid. Go get
0: those guys. Landon Dickerson, maybe not great example because he left, but I mean, he was a highly rated offensive lineman and he was he was a good dude. He's a good guy. It was great, though. Somebody started a thread a few weeks ago about Landon Dickerson. He shouted out Florida State on his Monday night football introduction. Oh, really? I don't know, because of the next reply I was like, no, he didn't. Oh, so I don't know what the truth is. Why would somebody lie about it? I don't know. That's crazy.
1: That would have been, I mean, imagine the Alabama fans if if there's no way Landon Dickerson shouting out Florida State uh, at Monday Night Football, I wouldn't think.
0: Um, I I missed that comment. Sorry, what did, uh, well, we'll go. can you can you talk about this? There's a couple of people that'd be showing up in our comments talking about an hour number two. Quantrell's here saying, I'm just here to hold you accountable, Corey, for doing hour number two on headlines if Florida it's, State beats Georgia Tech in Miami. It's
1: fair, Quantrell. So apparently, I don't remember saying it, um, but I, I guess I said before the season started, if Florida state won their first four games, I would do an hour number two for headlines. And basically that's just me instead of Jeff screaming hour number two, I do it in my stupid voice. Um, usually it's been reserved for really, like I did it when they beat Clemson, uh, in 13, I think I did it for something else. So we try to reserve it for something big. And then, um, but I, I feel everybody came on and said, yeah, you did Corey. Yeah, you did. You, you definitely said it. You owe us one. So then I said, okay, if they beat Georgia Tech and Miami, oh. that not that that's anything that's really worthy of an hour number two beating those two teams, but I feel like I let people down from the four game winning streak to start the season, and people were blaming me for the for the three straight losses after that. Like I I I screwed with the universe and the the football karma. So yeah, if they beat Georgia Tech and Miami, I'll I'll do an hour number two.
0: Can I do my version of hour number two? You want no. to hear it? No, hear it. of course yeah. not. No, what's the matter with you? You don't get to do that. Who's coming to the corner pocket tomorrow night? William Flynn ponders. I'm there. I'm there. Shane. Shane Creech. Corey Clark's best friend. He'll be there. James B. dropping some history on us. We have not beat Georgia Tech in the regular season in 20 years. Is that right? 2002 or three? I remember we played them with uh, Reggie Ball as a quarterback, and we beat them. I remember that. Ricks. Was yeah, a- that was- I Gallant rally
1: McPherson beat him one year up there. Was that like Oh three or Oh four. I thought it must've been Oh 01.
0: Must one or Oh two. Um, maybe it was Oh three. I'll pull up a schedule. Yeah, do that. They beat, he beat him up there. He was like it was
1: something crazy. Like McPherson ended up being like nine of 27, but he threw for 220 yards and a couple touchdowns. I think that was Anquan's last year. So that must've been one. So yeah,
0: 2002 and, um, well no, 01 they played him at the end of the year. 2003 like, we beat him in Doke. Yeah, 14-13. We were down that's, 13-0 in the second half. Yeah, that's still not the game I, I was thinking of. Well,
1: that's um,
0: 19 years.
1: Yeah, and so 2001 was the Yeah, so 2 2002 was the game I was thinking of up there. And then 2001, that game was played at the end of the season because of uh 9/11 canceled the oh. game and they moved it to the end of the season after the uh after the loss to Florida.
0: Yeah, there you go. There
1: you go. There's a little, there's a little trivia. So that's crazy, man. They haven't beat Georgia Tech. And I mean, I know they haven't played him a ton, but yeah, you lost with Marcus Sims fumbling into the end zone. And then you lost on a kick six uh, with the best college kicker of all time, getting his kick blocked. And they run it back for a touchdown. Those are the last. Oh, and then you lost, uh, what, two years ago, Mike Norvell's debut. Yeah. You owe Georgia Tech, man. You can't keep <laughs> losing to Georgia Tech football now. This is ridiculous. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, Timothy Dangerfield says he broke his ankle coming into his house, just being clumsy. Come on, Timothy, be an athlete, man. Be an athlete. Catch yourself. Yeah, fall down a little more, you know, gingerly. On your, you have- your face. Yeah, yeah. Break your nose, man. You'll have to, you have to tear your ankle up. Um, all right, here's that comment from Sage via our guy Josiah back there popping up comments. I accidentally jumped him. Good headshot there, Sage. Almost looked like uh, my guy Jack Carlo. Shout out. Older gentleman the other day told me that FSU has no right to expect a high degree of success from its program because it's never truly seen prolonged dominance. I'm only 25, but that can't be true.
1: No, it can't. I don't know who that older gentleman was or if he doesn't have a book or the access to the Internet. Um, From 1980 to 2020, Florida State was the winningest program in the United States. So that seems like a weird uh, sentiment to have that they shouldn't expect prolonged success because they have had it for four decades essentially you know they're at the end of the 2010s It didn't work out by the way is that what we call that decade the 2010s the teens like from from 11 to 19 yeah. or 11 to 20 is that t- the, is that 2010s or the t- you call it the teens
0: i don't know i'll uh, i'll look it up let me see what i think there. i call it
1: the 2010s um, so yeah. And yeah, they had a dynasty of 14 years where they finished in the top five in the country. That's, that's as prolonged as anybody's ever had. And will ever have. So that's a, again, that's a weird, now the, the statement could be made that like moving forward in this current incarnation of college football, you're not going to have anything like that again, but man, you, you can, you can be one of the top 15 programs in the country for a long, long time. You just can look around. There are, there are teams
0: that are doing it. What just happened there. Um, Wikipedia says uh, the 2010s, also known as the 10s or more rarely, the teens, was a decade that Mm. began January 1st, 2010 and ended on January 31st,
1: 2019. Okay, all right. Yeah, I go. I think I call it the 2010s. I don't like it. I think it sounds dumb, but I don't have anything better. I'm not going to call it the teens. That's that's crazy.
0: (laughs) Well it's crazy is that I mean, how many years of down years coming off that dynasty did it take before everybody started kind of turning on Bobby? Maybe not Bobby, but Jeff. Um, And you look at their records and you look at what these records would be for these three years. Well, you, but you were coming from, it would be like
1: Alabama in 2027. Um, We're going to call that this decade, the 2020s, by the way. But if Alabama in 2027 was going seven and five or eight and four, people would be like, what is going on here? What we something's broken. And that's what was that you came from such a high mountaintop. You were Alabama. Like Florida State in the 90s was what Alabama is today. They were always good. They were always in the national championship discussion. And they, it, their whole season would come down to one game, sometimes one play from keeping them from a national championship, just like Alabama now. So, it you know, in 2003, when you're winning 10 games, you're like, all right, well, it's coming back. And it just, it never did. It just kept getting progressively worse and worse.
0: Aaron P, a.k.a. Aaron Pizzle. Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. 499 in the bucket. We appreciate you, Aaron. Just dropping in to say what's up. If we lose to Georgia Tech, I may never recover. Laughing, crying emoji.
1: It's Ooh. not gonna happen.
0: Okay. Good. Save this. 4738 mark. Georgia Tech fan watching us. Yeah. Capture this. Play it in infamy. Yeah. I mean, let's let's relax. It's not gonna happen. they're gonna they will be fine. They're gonna cover. Probably yeah, cover.
1: they better. They well, they don't need a better cover, but they better win that game.
0: Thank you, really appreciate, appreciate Thank you,
1: Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Thank
0: you, buddy. Our guy, uh, let's go to Sean Knowles first. Do you have any thoughts on all these kids reclassifying, Corey?
1: Um, no, not really. I mean, I guess if you can do it, I, it's smarter no. I, I mean, I guess it depends on your situation. It gets you, and it happens a lot more, I think, or at least it was with, with college basketball kids, with high school basketball kids, because it gets you to the league quicker. Like back, I think they're going to get rid of that rule. Maybe they already have but they're going to get rid of the rule where you have to play a year of college basketball or be a year removed from high school. I think they're going to start drafting kids out of high school again. But when that rule came into effect, it's like, well, yeah, it makes sense for Andrew Wiggins to reclassify as a senior because that gets them, you know, one year closer to being an, a millionaire. So I guess in that regard, it's, it's smart. If you're, if, and some kids are 18, you know, some kids are a, a young 17 as a senior. Some kids are an old 18 as a senior. That is a difference. I feel bad for my kid. Part of me wishes that I would have, I would have held Brady back in kindergarten because this year he's gonna he's at a very big high school and he's gonna be competing for um on on the freshman team at his high school with kids that are, you know, some of them are 15 and a half. You know, some some kids by the end of the season will be 16 years old as freshmen, and Brady's 14. And that that difference in the physical maturity between 14 and four months and almost 16. That's a world of difference. So, but if I'd have held Brady back, maybe you know, maybe he'd be five eight next year, rolling in as a freshman. That's all I'm saying. That's crazy. Sixteen as a freshman. I mean, I was young. Well, bro. when their season's over, like oh. it probably you yeah, probably sixteen over the summer. Okay. But you know, Brady will be seventeen when he graduates. Um, yeah, as I was, I was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was. Yeah, and I feel That's like smart. you know that some a lot of parents do that. I'm not
0: saying it's smart, but a lot of parents do it. Playing the game, man. You got to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if maybe you want to just get that NIL money quicker. I guess if you're a football player, by bumping up, I and mean, that's what that Quinn Ewers kid did from Texas. You know, he Was he a early. reclassified
1: kid? Yeah, yeah. So he should be a senior in high school? Or no, he would be a red. He, – he'd be a
0: – so he, he redshirted last year, right, that kid? Or I got think hurt. it's part of his transaction yeah. I think it was it was he at Ohio State in COVID year or was he in Ohio State 2020? Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was last year. But either way, yeah. I mean it he makes left, sense. I know he yeah. left high school. He left high school early to go chase the bag in Columbus and then back home in Austin yeah. now with a got, mullet. Got his money. He's richer. Yeah. Uh Jeremy Ivins throws ten dollars our way. Appreciate that, Jeremy. Ira Corey road trip, baby. Go war chant. Yeah, he's he's really pushing this. He wants a documentary of you guys on the road together. Uh, but mm. to break not your for, heart,
1: not for yeah. your entertainment, Jeremy,
0: uh, they won't be in the same vehicle together. So no. are you go How are you? Are you
1: going down with Ira? I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Well, how about you and him do a road? You and uh, you and Ira can do a road trip video together.
0: Well, I mean, it's going to be just doing selfie videos of us. All. That's not fun. It's not fun. You know,
1: well, that's true. It's a good point. Nobody wants to watch you two anyway. That's but rude. thank you, Jeremy. You're the man, buddy. You're the man. Maybe we'll do it um, when we're driving to San Diego for the holiday bowl. That'd be a fun trip.
0: Um. All right. What do we got here? Yeah. Noel princess was following up on the A&M stuff uh, on Twitter. It said weed and lovemaking. Okay. So okay. the particulars are all over. the Wow. They're just, it's what's I, I do think
1: college station. When you look at what, uh you know, I know what Jimbo said about that class and how we came at Nick Saban, but like when, when you're, when you're basically recruiting kids with, just cash, which is fine. Go get your money. If people are going to willing you offer you that money, go go get it. You know, I I always thought that was one of the the things that got lost in Jimbo's the final few years of Jimbo was he wasn't he didn't seem to be selling Florida State, and playing for Florida State. It was I'll get you to the league, and you're recruiting a different now. Look, you're recruiting Dalvin came, Derwin came, Jalen came. I mean, he had some really good players, but there's a sense of entitlement and there's a sense of us, it's not. I don't know how that freshman class at Texas AM, do they really feel a part of that program? Do they, are they, are, are they, they in the leaders?
0: Are they waving the uh, you waving know, the
1: stomping yeah. their feet. Yeah. Do they, do they think it's as creepy as we all do? Um, but you know what I mean? Like, are they playing for the program or are they playing to get to the NFL? And when you're a freshman and you know you're not going to get on the field much, maybe that affects the amount of focus you have after a, a tough loss in Columbia and you start. I don't know. Love making and smoking weed
0: apparently. Island Chief I with your encouragement took the over on total wins. 3 is in the bag, right?
1: Settle down, Island Chief. Don't it, it, you would hope, but let's not let's not, you know.
0: They're going to beat Georgia Tech and they're going to beat Louisiana. Check. They'll split at worst. They will split in state at worst. There's and then
1: Syracuse choice. is a hope, just hoping, hope you go win that game.
0: Yeah, I I'm I'm very, you know, mark this down. I am more I am more excited to see the Syracuse game than I am the Miami game. OK, all right. I just that's going to be a game opponent in that atmosphere. Um, Want to see if they've grown. If they've taken a, a step since that, because I don't listen, man. I don't know if we will say they made a step after Raleigh if they go down and beat Miami because Miami's in such disarray right now. But if they can go into Syracuse and beat them, I don't know if it's like exercising a demon, but I'll be like, all right, man, they've they figured it out. They know now how to to rise up. On it the would road. be
1: it would be probably the best win of the season, right? Maybe that or LSU. Like going going and beating a Syracuse team that'll probably be, I don't know, seven and two, um, and maybe ranked in a good yeah. team on the yeah. road. That would be a that would be a nice win, man.
0: Um, Octavio wonders, what is the greatest thing happening in the college football world as of now? And why is it Jimbo's downfall?
1: (laughs) That's not what he said. That's not what Octavio said. Podcast listeners. He said something else. Um, or wrote something else. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's getting rough out there for our guy. So it's it's tough. It's five years, man. It's five years. Mm. So what somebody asked, uh, um, I think people have asked this before. This I, I, what do you think Florida State, if he had just stayed, if Jimbo was still the coach this whole time, never left, got everything he wanted? Yeah. yeah. Would he be averaging 18, 20 points
0: a game here at Florida State in 2022? Yeah. No, he would. I mean, why? I think he would just, I think he would still be engaged, uh, like mentally. I mean, I think, I think part of him, I think part of him died out here, man. I don't think Texas A&M didn't get the full the full no. pack.
1: we tried to tell him like this guy, this ain't the guy that LSU was trying to get in thirteen and fourteen. It's a different dude, man, and he was. He just was. Like yeah. I, I just always thought he was more competitive than this. And you know, you look at him on the sidelines screaming and berating kids. That's what he's always done. It's fine,
0: but he hasn't gotten that crazy, I mean, I watched that South Carolina game. There's a couple of moments he's it's nothing ugly, man. And I don't know why maybe because 'cause I'm not no, a father. No, I mean that's just but, no, I'm I saying when I'm not a dad, because like it, you and Ira get really like worked up about him yelling at guys. And I was like, I don't know, maybe because I don't have a kid.
1: No, I don't get worried at him yell you look, it I don't think it looks great when every time there's a three and out, you're screaming at someone. That's all. That that's all. But um, but that that's what he's always done. But to me, I think when you look at that from the the press box or on TV, you're like, well, man, he just really cares a lot. He cares too much. He cares so much that he's always going. Okay, well, if you care so much, why does your offensive line always suck? Why is your offense the worst in the power five besides Georgia Tech? Like if you care so much, why aren't you doing everything in your power to get Florida State somebody better than Rick Trickett to coach your offensive line?
0: Well, same thing's happening in college station. He's spending all this money to get the best players that he possibly can. It's still not working, man. He's,
1: yeah. He's so, trying. I working. I guess. I guess. I just thought Update. he'd be more competitive.
0: Update from our guy Sage. Apparently the person that told him that Florida State doesn't have any right to expect success with his future father-in-law.
1: His future father-in-law. Hey, Sage, that's fine, buddy. He sounds like a good dude. I was just kidding. I Don't tell him the thing about, you know, he doesn't have access to the internet or he's never cracked the book. That was just a joke. Uh,
0: Island Chief wondering, what's the best food at away stadiums for the press?
1: I, I, I had... Like- uh,
0: I had rendezvous barbecue in Memphis for the Liberty at the Liberty Bowl when Mississippi State played Memphis. That's that was up there. Yeah, But that's good. Uh, Alabama, Bryant and Denny had brisket. Uh now it was a really it was a really, really good brisket. So I Alabama's tops for me. Uh but
1: I know uh Boston College will have some clam chowder, maybe some lobster, not lobster, but maybe lobster, lobster rolls. I can't remember. Um Clemson always has a pretty nice spread. It's southern, it's what you'd think, but it's it's pretty nice. Um but, you know, it's fine. It's like Florida State doesn't do anything special at all, which is fine. They're, they they don't owe the media anything. I'm glad we get fed at all. But I do like that they, um, you know, it's simple. It's a box of, uh, you know, a chain box restaurant box. box. It's a box sandwich. It's a box this. But, you know, where it works,
0: it, it's good. William Flynn wonders, what will it take to get both Ira and Gene to come out to a local drinking establishment? Gene goes to the CP. Yeah, He'll Gene will be apple. at
1: the Gene's. Uh, sometimes at the CP. Ira, you're, it's just not going to happen. So, so nothing, nothing. Unless you pay him, I guess you could pay him and he'd show up. But other than that, Ira's not coming out to, uh, to 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 hang with the, you, lowly fans. Come on now,
0: gang. Uh, you didn't miss anything. Reliable resellers. He says he showed up late. Is Winston right? Did I miss it? Is he expected to get any snaps this weekend? Yeah. We'll see. Right. We'll see. Yeah. So will Ray Charles. Um, all right. What else we got here? Somebody said somebody just committed to Miami.
1: That's not cool. Probably one of the IMG kids, gang. Probably one of the IMG kids.
0: A kid from, like, it, Gibson. I don't know. Um. All right. Well, that's about all we got. We made it to the finish line. We yeah, did it. We did it. Look at that. Piece of cake. Appreciate everybody for coming and hanging out with us. That was awesome. Uh, don't forget to check out the over-unders. If you're a member of WarChant.com, we'll have an over-under contest over on the Tribal Council. Maybe Corey can throw me some uh, propositions, some actual Hmm. uh, scenarios to go over under on. You can win a $50 gift card to Garnet and Gold, and it's an e-card. You can use it wherever you're at. Nice. How about that? They're the only locally owned and operated Florida State apparel company here in Tallahassee, and pretty much everybody that's associated with that thing is a a Knoll. So that's pretty cool. And then 5.30 Friday, don't forget, live happy hour at Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Jeff Cameron and Corey Clark. Talking Knowles, talking shop. Jeff Cameron show one to three o'clock. Then he goes and does a live show. Guy never takes any time off. It's crazy. Jeff, chill out, man. Take a breath. You have children, family. Mm-hmm. Be a family man. Mm-hmm. Thanks for hanging out. Um, who are the people that need to thank? I didn't try to pull up the uh, the list. James B, Ray P, correct. Ed L, the whole correct. gang, man. Correct. Um, there's more though. I think uh, Aaron Mark. P, Aaron P, Mark, our Mark. man Mark from Naples, Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy Ivans. Um, think that might be all of them but i'm gonna i'm gonna triple check core because now i got my computer kind of humming but not really man i i deleted over 600 gigs off this laptop yesterday and it still runs horribly jeremy aaron ed timothy dangerfield mark timmy d james ray thank you so much guys we appreciate the heck out of your generosity man it's always appreciated and uh will live on forever in perpetuity on this slab of granite with Quit your name in the shot.
1: pillar like that. You weirdo. Sorry. Sorry. You're just caressing it like a freak, but yeah, we do appreciate all you guys. You guys are the best. And w- more than anything, I'm tired of doing live shows coming off a loss. So let's do another one with a dub. I'm tired of talking about losses and where this let's, let's get to talk about a dub or five Uh, here, here coming down the stretch.
0: An iconic brand.
1: Mm, absolutely. It's a, it's an iconic brand that needs to start winning some games.
0: For Corey, I'm Aslan. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Wake Up Or Chant Live, presented by Corner Pocket Barn Grill and fueled by delunacoffee.com. Have a great one, everybody. We'll uh, see you on other parts of the internet and other shows. as far as Corey, please.